this real life? Hey there, citizens of the world. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where our mission is to inspire, connect, and empower the world to learn English the fun, natural, and real-life way. We believe that English should not be a dry and boring school subject, but an inspiring and enriching lifestyle that you can practice and enjoy whenever and wherever you want. In this podcast, you will have lots of fun, learn plenty of new expressions, and drastically improve your listening comprehension. We'll also teach you the secrets of native pronunciation, connected speech, and help you tune in your listening and speaking to the rhythm and flow of English. So sit back, relax, and let's get on with the show. Oh yeah, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Chad from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, effective, and rocking way to learn English. So download this podcast now and listen to us while you're stuck in traffic, playing ultimate frisbee, picking a lock, walking to work, or trimming the roses. I'm joined here today in the studio with, first of all, our special guest, Jack Askew. How are you today, Jack? Doing great. Thank you very much, Chad. Um, great to be on the show. Listen to a few of your podcasts and really excited to chat to you about learning English and all, thing, all things English. Awesome stuff. And just so you know, you are actually the second English person we've had on the show. Great. You're on a roll now with, with British are. people. Are you going to get more in the future? I hope so. I definitely hope so. I feel like it's generally American on here. I feel like a bit of the minority, the fact that I'm not American, but things are changing. <laughs> And what do you mean by on a roll? So it means like you have some momentum, like you're, um, you had one person on from the UK and now another, and you've got some momentum and hopefully you're gonna continue with that. And maybe even get some you know, other native speakers on too from Australia. Have you had any Australians on? We haven't, no, we haven't had any Aussies yet. That's another, another thing we have to tap into, the Australian accent. Because people say my accent's not even very Australian anymore. I've kind of neutralized it. And let us not forget my other co-host today, Mr. Justin Murray. What's up, Justin? Oh, yeah. What's up, Chad? How you doing? Pretty well. Yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, just so uh, it makes you feel a little bit better. We had a, an email recently from a real-life radio fan. And she said that she was missing Justin from the podcast because it had been a few episodes since you hadn't been on the podcast. So... There you go. People, Doesn't surprise me. It's people, quite natural. People are missing you. <laughs> awesome. So we have an action-packed episode for you guys today. But before we jump into today's shout-outs, we have to do... Jack, we have to actually teach you the oh yeah. So just so you know, this is something that every guest on the podcast has to learn. It's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage, sure. What's a rite of passage, Justin? A rite of passage is a ritual you must go through to become to become one of us. <laughs> okay. So do you think you could, uh, by chance, give us an oh yeah from England? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. So... It's not England. He lives in Nashville. Oh, he lives in, in Nashville? He lives in the United States. Oh, really? Okay. Well, in that case... An English oh yeah from Nashville in the US. Asheville. Asheville? You live in Asheville, don't you, Jack? Yeah, Asheville, it starts with an A. 
the the confusion comes here because you say in Asheville, and when you say it quickly, it sounds like Nashville in Nashville. It's, it's a very interesting thing, you know, for that connected speech. Okay, awesome. That's good to know. I seem like an idiot now because I think you're in England. <laughs> <laughs> and then he thought he was in Nashville. Uh, but Nashville is a place as well, isn't it? In the United States. Yeah. Isn't that like where Superman's from? Oh, I didn't know that, but okay. <laughs> country music for sure. Okay, yeah, maybe that's some confusing it. Well, that was an awesome oh yeah from Jack in Asheville, not England. And thank you for clarifying that for us today, Justin. And uh, talking about people giving us an oh yeah from afar, let's jump into today's shout outs. You know you make me wanna Oh yeah, today we got a great shout out from Costa Rica. Pura Vida. Okay. Do you know where Costa Rica is? Costa Rica? Of course I do, man. Do you know where it is? I don't know where it is. I was asking you. It's in Central America, and this is their popular saying there. Pura Vida. I think it means just like life is good, I think. I'm not okay. sure. Pure life. Have you been to Costa Rica? I haven't, but I would love to go. Actually, I went to the airport once. What okay. about you, Jack? Never been to Costa Rica. I was planning to go through Central America when I was traveling in 2007, but... I ended up going straight from Texas to Ecuador. So I never okay. actually went through Central America. Okay. It's supposed to be one of the happiest places on earth, one of the best places to visit. So let's hear what they have to say. Oh yeah. Hi there. I've been listening to this podcast for about two years or less. And I have recommended it to all of my friends who are studying English. It's very nice to hear English accents from different countries and different cultures. Thanks. Please keep going. Ronald Ramirez. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot, Ronald. Do you think you pronounce it Ronald? R- R- Ronaldo? Maybe? Ronaldo. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for that. First of all, just where did Ronald R- Ramirez leave that shout out? iTunes. Okay. So was it a five star iTunes review? It was. Why is it really cool when people like Ronaldo give us a five star iTunes review? Because more people can hear about us. Exactly. It- it spreads the podcast across the world. So thank you very much from Costa Rica. If you, anyone else wants to give us a five-star iTunes review, we, we really do appreciate it. And you can do that by going to the show notes of this podcast. That will be reallifeglobal.com forward slash fluency T-O-F-L-U-E-N-C-Y. And there you'll see a link to a video which Ethan made and it's going to show you how to leave a five-star review on iTunes. So once again, thanks a lot, Ronald. Really appreciate your five-star review. Awesome. So um, that's it for today's shout-outs. And let's keep on moving through this podcast. And it's time for today's kick ass quote. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm kick ass. Okay, so, Jack, you are the man of the hour, you're our special guest, and generally our guests, we, we ask them to actually suggest the kick-ass quote for the episode, so do you have any words of wisdom which you would like to share with our, our podcast audience here today? I certainly do, yes. Here is a quote from Jim Rohn, and it is, don't wait, the time will never be just right. Don't wait, the time will never be just right. And I chose this quote because um, I communicate with a lot of English learners who a lot of the time tell me things like, 
I'm going to take a course in the summer or I'm going to do something, you know, in a few months and I don't have time to do anything right now. But mm -hmm. the, usually, you know, if you don't have time now, you're not going to have time in the future. And waiting for a perfect time basically means that that will never come. There is no perfect time to start something. And always start doing something is better than doing nothing. So even if you can just do 10 minutes today, it's better than doing nothing. So I feel like this don't wait, the time will never be just right is um, perfect for this example. Yeah, that is great. I know that a lot of people procrastinate on, especially like learning another language. I guess if it's not something that's necessary in your everyday life, it's very easy to put it off. What does to put it off mean? To put something off means to postpone something, to not act on that right now. You put it off to next week, maybe. But sometimes it's good to have somebody come along and just kick you in the ass with a kick-ass <laughs> quote. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> okay. So don't put it off. Yeah. Why would you say kick you in the ass? What does that mean in this case? Well, kick you in the ass, kick you in the butt, sort of push you forward. Yeah. Yeah. Wake you up. Yep. Get you to do it now and not put it off, mm -hmm. not wait. Okay, awesome. Great, and uh, did you find this quote, Jack? Is this something that you've experienced yourself? Like not obviously as um, people that you're teaching, but actually in your own life, have you, have you uh, suffered from this? Procrastinating maybe, putting stuff off? Is this something oh, you've yeah. learned the hard way? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, anyone can think, you know, if you think back to school or university and you had an assignment to do, um, always point it off to the last minute always wait until that last minute and for me you know someone who um, has their own business and works online it can be very easy just to put things off and think I'm not ready to do this I'm gonna wait until you know a few more months when I have this you know different kind of uh, scenario where I can actually do it but a lot of the time just getting started on things it just leads to the momentum and helps you, like we talked about before, get on a roll and move mm -hmm. forward um, more quickly. Cool. Well, I was actually, uh, actually asked that question, but I had another intention in mind because I was eavesdropping on your conversation with Justin and I overheard that you recently had a child. And was that something that you just decided to do? Was that something that... Uh, you, I know, I know a, lot, a lot of people can put off having children because it's kind of an intimidating thing. Is this something that you are, is this something that you were kind of resisting? Is this something that just happened or is it something you, you thought a lot about before? Well, I think it's a really good example. And um, we have three dogs and the reason we had, okay. we had one dog, but the reason we got the other two was because I wasn't ready for a baby. Where, whereas my wife okay. really wanted a baby <laughs> so we got a dog and then we got another dog and another dog and I said no more dogs we're just going to have a baby now because you know <laughs> um, but no it's I, I feel you know with something like that it's interesting because um, the the sometimes are better than others but everyone really who's you know had a baby um, had a child at a certain time usually say you know just so grateful for for that to, to have that child mm -hmm. at that time and for me um it was yeah i didn't want any more dogs and it was just the perfect time and i felt i felt happy about that that's great uh just to recollect want to just uh what was that quote again <laughs> i kind of forgot 
<laughs> don't, don't wait. The time will never be just right. Okay, there you go. Don't wait. The time will never be just right. So what are you waiting for? That applies for English learning, language learning in general, and having children. So whatever it is you're waiting for, get up and do it. <laughs> exactly. That was another kick-ass quote. Thanks a lot, Jack, for bringing that to our audience today. Let's, uh, let's move on to the main part of this podcast. We're going to move into today's conversation topic. What you talking about? 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 Okay, so today's conversation topic, we're going to talk about a topic that we've integrated into real life English, but Jack is really big on. He's done a really great job of talking about the psychological side of language learning, the motivational side, and... Today we're going to talk about purpose and goals and how to plan your language learning and your teaching so that you can be kick-ass. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, so just maybe a little bit of background for some of our listeners who don't know who you are, Jack. Did you want to just kind of fill us all in a little bit on on you yourself, what you're doing right now? Yeah, definitely. So um, I'm an online English teacher who has the you know website for English learners but at the same time I also um, help English teachers move their teaching online so I have like two main things that I'm working on at the moment and I'm originally from the UK from a place called Preston I'm married to an American girl who's from Connecticut and I met her at a language school in Ecuador so you know talking back before about Central America and going straight from Texas to Ecuador. I'm glad I did that because obviously that's where I met my wife and I wouldn't have met her if I'd gone to to Central America. Um, So I've been living in North Carolina in the mountains. Great community. It's a small town called Asheville. Um, It's got a lot of breweries. So if you like beer, it's a perfect place. Um, If you like mountain biking as well, it's great for that too and it's just got a really good alternative uh, culture here a lot of people move here for for those reasons you know to to have something a little bit different and maybe not to go to um, a typical American city so it's great living okay. here um, been here for four years and I yeah all my work is is online with English learners and English teachers and would you say that, uh, you know, you mentioned that the culture there is really great and kind of kind of sounds like quite laid back, you know, mountain biking and beer. Would you say you uh, had some difficulties getting accustomed to American culture? Was it a pretty swift move for you? Was it pretty easy to get accustomed to your your new surroundings there? Yeah, I think especially here, it, it wasn't too difficult. And I'd been to America quite a few times before, been traveling here. Um I stayed with my wife while she was at university um, for a few months too. So moving here, along with the fact that a lot of people move here from different places. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like this um, very uh, big culture of people who live here already. And then they see outsiders coming in. Everyone's an outsider when they come here. So everyone's in it together in that sense. Mm -hmm. Cool. Sounds like a cool place. I love to. I've never been to. The, haven't been to the US yet. It's definitely on my my list of places to visit. Yeah, it's it's a good place to to stop off at as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in in that case, getting to the the main topic of discussion here. As we discussed earlier, we're gonna 
explore a little bit about the motivational side of language learning. So how has this impacted your language learning and your teaching and in your dealing with students online, Jack? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's done it in a big way because I've been an online teacher for a long time now. And just to say also something I didn't mention, I taught in Spain for a couple of years too. So hmm. teaching in language schools, going through like a very traditional system. But when I actually moved online, it meant that I could try new things. I was, you know, in charge of how I was going to give the lessons, who I was going to teach. Um, and I could really start thinking about different ways of helping English learners. So for a long time, that was one-to-one lessons using Skype um, as a way to, to connect. But then I started to realize that other things were more important. Things mm. like that, what the learners were doing, you know, what English learners do on a daily basis to improve their level, why they're learning English, you know, the real reasons why. And I saw especially like a, a pattern where I would get a student and this student would come to me, be very, very motivated at first, say, yes, you know, I'm so motivated about learning English. I'm going to continue this, you know, for a long time. But then after two, three months, they stopped learning. And it was something I was seeing with, you know, lots of other teachers as well, where the where they would, you know, stop learning. And I call this cycles of learning, where you start, have all this motivation, and then you lose that motivation if you don't do things to get into the habit of learning English, to get into the habit of using English. And mm-hmm. then this motivation will come back again maybe, you know, three months later. And you say, you know, this time it's going to be the same thing again. So that's what I saw as like a really big problem. And I wanted to really find ways to, to solve that and help help people with this, help English learners with this long-term, um, I wouldn't say commitment, but like a long-term outlook on learning English. Yeah, you really nailed it there. Like, I've definitely experienced that a lot of times. There's a quote that I really like that says, I don't know who it's by, I think it's anonymous. If you're not willing to learn, no one can help you. If you're determined to learn, no one can stop you. And so this really comes back to the learner themselves just willing to take responsibility for their learning to build those habits, to build that that psychological stance or the attitude necessary to be successful, kind of what we talked about before in the growth mindset. And so I'm curious, Jack, in your in your experience, how have you been able to facilitate people in developing that mindset that's so important to be successful? Yeah, so um, there are different ways I, I do this, but one of one of the ways is to really think about uh, why someone is doing something and you know taking an English learner again as an example why they are learning English and I like to go really deep into this instead of just saying you know the maybe something like I need it for my job mm. and then to actually go into this why do you need it for your job and why would this be really beneficial for you um, and to think about all those really deep reasons why someone really wants to progress with English and then using that as a way to stay motivated over the long term so that that's one way I like to do it and then the other way as well is a lot of learners have this burnout um, 
you know, they this three month period stop learning. And I feel sure. one of the biggest reasons is because they're doing stuff like they like they did in school. They're using all their willpower and energy to do things and that's not sustainable over the long term. So instead of doing things um the traditional ways of learning, like and really getting a grammar focus, trying to push people into ways of just making it enjoyable make it doing things in a way where they're using their English and reading and listening to English without really knowing that they're doing it without mm -hmm. making it like I'm studying English instead of saying that they're just doing what they're doing in a normal day would you say that because uh, you mentioned you, you taught a lot in some other traditional schools and, and in Spain as well in some English schools do you think that now that people have this option of like, I mean, people are probably still very skeptical about having an English class online. They still probably don't fully trust that that method. They're very they're very reliant on the, those traditional methods. But do you think now that people are kind of warming up to actually having online classes and it's becoming kind of like the norm that they're actually discovering that they're like by using the internet and studying online, there is a lot of cool stuff that, that they can do that really complements their English in other ways that they've never even really thought of before? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I've seen a, a big change over the last five years since I've been, you know, online. At first it was only part-time. Mm -hmm. But the and this is a big reason why I want to help English teachers move online and to have the skills to be able to teach online because English learners are going online now language mm -hmm. learners in general are going online um, in two ways you know one way is to get language lessons from mm -hmm. somebody over Skype but then the other way is just to access content and material and me media online too and to connect through social media um, so something else I think is really interesting is that in the past it was really difficult for a language learner to get access to everyday material audio books they had to buy the books they had to buy the audio the language schools had the course books and the mm -hmm. audio that you had to go to the school for but now it's obviously the internet has opened all of that up and you can I mean it's an obvious example but you can go on YouTube you can access TV and radio and podcasts like yours and just have all this access to so much materials and for me, this is a huge thing, and not a lot of people are taking advantage of it in the right way. Um, and it's still just getting started, I feel. Even like the kind of the filter is being taken away, if you think about that as well, even like kind of in the past with traditional methods, a lot of times it's like it has to go through academia, it has to be really pushed through this whole system before it actually gets published in a book. And a lot of times it loses a lot of its essence loses a lot of its like, contact with the way that we actually use the language. So it's really cool to see stuff being, being published in a way that, that's more connected to like the living, breathing reality of the language, like expressions and slang, a lot of that stuff, which I think can be motivating for people as well. Would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. I mean, your podcast is a really good example of this because um, it's, I mean, it's very conversational. Um, it's very laid back as well. And it's... I can I know it's just you two um and everyone else just chatting you know just talking and it's <laughs> it's not done in a way to to really you know go through and here's a course and everything else 
but it's giving people access to how people you know speak on a on an everyday basis and i think that's just um really valuable you uh, just this is a, just a question out of left field uh, we talked about that the other week um when like you know a lot of people have commented on me for example because my my i've kind of neutralized my australian accent here but you know it seems you've been living in the u.s for four years now did you say yeah four years has anyone you know when you talk to people back home do they they think you're speaking differently has has your accent changed much at all from your time spent there in the u.s i can turn it on and turn it off pretty well still i feel okay However, certain vocabulary, I still, like, I don't know if it's British or American at this point. (laughs) My friends will tell me, though. They will tell me. And I like to um, tease them a little bit by saying soccer instead of football. Just because I know how angry they get about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, that pretty much does it for today's conversation topic. Just learning a little bit more about, you know, being motivated and understanding why you're motivated to learn English I think that's a, a great way to uh, to get ahead with your English learning and to not get a, a term that you used just now Jack was burnt out yeah it'll make the whole process easier so it's not going to be ever easy really mm-hmm. per se but it can be a, a lot more motivating and a lot more enjoyable if you have yeah. a, a clear sense of purpose yeah exactly and just one more thing on that like a a big thing that i always say is to focus on the journey and to enjoy the journey so when you're taking um all of this together putting it all together sorry and you're just saying i'm going to enjoy the journey and just enjoy using english then you don't really need to worry too much about um where it's going to lead you because it is going to lead you into a, a higher level sure yeah and also, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about learning with things that you enjoy. And obviously, a lot of people learn with TV shows and movies and things like that. I think there's not a better time to move on to today's killer clip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Okay, so today, well, actually, today's killer clip, it's not going to be a TV show or a movie clip. It's actually going to be a viral YouTube clip. And this is actually in regards to different accents. And obviously, I guess a lot of people think that the difference between an English, British English accent and American English accent is very kind of black and white. I think a lot of, at least some of my students, people that I've taught in the past seem to think that an English accent is very unique. It's just one, I guess it's the kind of posh British accent, you might say. Like Queen's English. Like the Queen's English, right. Do you know the word posh, Justin? Of course I do. Is, would you say that your English is posh, Jack? Is it no. the Queen's English? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm from the north of England, so it's the it's the south where that's the like kind of the, the posh accent i guess or n- not all areas of the south but certain areas um no m- mine is not which yours is a very kind of kind of standard typical english accent wouldn't you say well i feel you know it has become more neutral like um you know we talked about before having lived abroad traveled a lot and living in america too i've had to really 
um, subconsciously probably make it not more neutral, more understandable for people. Mm-hmm. Also, being an English teacher helps you with that because you're always thinking about the way you say things. Sure, sure. So uh, in this clip, it's actually a, a kid. I don't, I don't even know what his name is, but he's really good at just doing um, different accent impersonations. So in this clip, he's actually going to go through 24 different accents. Um, but they range from all the different kinds of English accents uh, from the UK. Also from, you know, he does an Australian, he does different types of American accents. He does even like some, you know, uh, I think he does... Yeah, uh, he does like the Irish, Scottish, and things like this. But I guess today we're just going to play in the podcast the parts when he's doing the different accents from from England specifically. So, I, I don't know. I mean, like you said, from you're from the north, so your accent would be different. The south is the more kind of posh accent. What are some other accents that people aren't really aware of from England, would you say, that he does in this clip? Well, I think he does uh, the Liverpool accent and maybe the Newcastle accent, and they're both quite difficult to understand, um, mm-hmm. especially when they're strong. And the interesting thing is, you know, Liverpool is probably 50 minutes away from where I'm from, but the accents are very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, Newcastle's relatively close too, but that's very different too. Um, they're probably the two hardest in England. Um, a lot of people will probably come up with different ones, but they're sure. very difficult to understand mm-hmm. um, if they're if they're strong. Okay, so um, yeah, without further ado, let's just quickly go into that clip. We're just going to listen to, like I said, just the part when he's doing the actual English accents from from England. And if you guys want to catch the rest of that video, we're going to link it in today's show notes so you guys can see the rest. Alrighty, let's listen to it. Uh, in this video, I'm just going to be attempting to do um, a variety of accents from around the world. I'll start off with accents from my own country, which has lots of different accents. Um, I'm from Britain, in case you didn't notice, I'm from the UK. And yeah, there's lots of different British accents I can do. And then I'll move on to accents from other countries. Alright, it's Dave there. You alright, mate? How's it going, son? Yeah, I'm fine, mate. Just doing a bit of DIY, this place is a fucking shithole. But I'll have it sorted in no time. Great, great, fantastic. Thanks a lot. Oh, and don't forget to bring the briefing documents and insurance papers. Yes, great, thank you. I mean, if you ask me, there are a great number of individuals on that list who I most deeply despise. One of them has been my family's arch rival since the mid-18th century. (laughs) Yes. I woke up this morning to see some basher that stole my charter. Anyway, are you coming with me later to see uh, Plymouth or Gale? Nice. Green arm, mate. Uh, the guy that was interviewing me was a fucking knobhead. Oh, seriously. Like, he asked me if I was Irish or Scottish. Like, I mean, just because I don't sound like one of them fucking southern fairies. Alright, mate, how's it going? I'm fine. Well, yesterday I got in the fucking barbrail because I was this cheeky dickhead. It was like giving me funny looks and that. So I fucking smashed a bottle over his head. And then like three of his mates fucking grabbed me from behind. But then I like fought them off like and I was like swatting like flies. It was bloody fantastic. Uh, thanks for watching. Um, yeah, bye. Yeah, it's a really great video. I definitely recommend you check out the full video. It's got some other accents in there as well. Like, what mm-hmm. accents does he do for the rest of the video? Irish. Scottish. 
These are really difficult as well to understand an Irish and a Scottish accent. I have difficulty understanding sometimes an Irish person or a Scottish person. Yeah, de- definitely, especially again when they're when they're strong. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a you know I've had a lot of Scottish friends and Irish friends, and sometimes I ask them to repeat you know what they're saying over and over again i said you just have to write this down at this stage (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 and just lastly i think one thing that's really cool about this video is and something that you guys can try at home we've 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 talked about this before but what he's kind of doing is kind of like shadowing can kind of develop this ability to imitate people and you know maybe even just listen and copy uh what they're saying sometimes just like a short clip i think we talked about this with max once that can be really powerful for your pronunciation because you know training like your mouth movements and things like this when you actually imitate someone it kind of really does this it forces you to say things differently and and kind of flexes those those mouth muscles in in all different directions and also release your identity from your 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 native way of saying things Mm -hmm. so you almost become an actor yeah yeah exactly it's a nice little uh little metaphor there awesome well, that, that just about does it for today's episode. Um, just wanted to say thank you so much, Jack, for joining us here today. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. It's been great to be here. <laughs> really enjoyed having you on here, man. Like We've been in contact. We've uh, been following each other's work for a couple of years, connected a few times, and mm-hmm. it's really great to finally get you on here and have a conversation and share your wisdom with the real-life audience. Yeah, well, again, you know, thank you uh, for having me on here. It's been it's been a great experience and good just, you know, chat with you guys. So really quickly, where uh, where can our audience connect with you and learn more about your projects? Sure. So uh, the best place is my website to fluency dot com, T-O-F-L-U-E-N-C-Y dot com. Um, you can get a free guide on there and please get in contact with me by email too. You know, I love talking to English learners and helping everyone who wants to reach a high level. That's awesome. That's awesome. And we're going to just make sure we post a link to that on the show notes as well. So um, yeah, hopefully you guys can go check out some of Jack's work and we're sure you have a very positive experience there with him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so uh and also jack did you want to like maybe suggest a song that we can play out these play these guys out with today definitely so this is one of my favorite songs from especially when i was at university and for the sole reason of when you're feeling a little bit tired maybe hungover it just gets (laughs) you out of bed and gets you going and it's um curtis mayfield move on up Curtis Mayfield, move on up. And uh, just really quickly, um, is that something that happened a lot to you in university? You woke up hungover and you you really listened to this track to (laughs) get you motivated and out of bed? I mean, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it did. It doesn't happen a lot these days with a child, but yeah, but back then it did happen. (laughs) Well, maybe you need the motivation from this song for other reasons, like getting out of bed to attend to your 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 child's needs right exactly i yeah sometimes you know when it's when he starts crying at 5 a.m i need something (laughs) at that time awesome awesome well that's it for today guys and jack thank you one more time for joining us my pleasure thanks a lot jack speak to you guys soon will do and you'll hear from us next week on real life radio bye
Just move on. 